Welcome everybody back to another episode of Stripped Raw. I'm here with Fred Dum Dum. Yep, yep. And we are doing things a little bit different today. We've got an iPad. Our computer is down in the dumps. And the boys downrange have our other computer. So now we're off of Bluetooth mics and iPads. Yeah, but you know, I came through in the clutch, so we're going to make it work. Nah, yeah, you always do. Let me talk about what we got on today. So what's going on is um, we're trying to give a little bit of insight into the darkness, basically. Uh, I went through some hell. We're going to talk back. about Fred's story. Yeah. <laughs> I went through some hell a while back, maybe three years ago now, and I decided to document it because I didn't have anybody to talk to. There was no You Matters. There was no writing. You know, nobody was looking out for me. It was just me going through it. And although I had brothers, we lived on different sides of the country, so I couldn't just come back and, um, and see them or sit with them, you know. And they were also going through things, you know. So all of us as, at the as same life time. is, right? You're always chaos. going through something. So, so yeah, basically, uh, I had a friend in Hawaii who invited me out because he saw that I was going through hell. He just said, just come out and get your mind off of it. And so basically, that's what You Matter stands for. That's what the Brotherhood stands for. So this is a guy, um, he's an Army guy, and we're Air Force guys. But I met him in Korea, taught him how to shoot some photos, and he's always been a brother ever since. So that's kind of where the story picks up. We will link a YouTube video so that you can actually watch me talk about it. It's the raw footage. Stuff I just listened to is like 15 minutes of like a, just a raw audio note story. Yeah, where you were at in your head in that current space, which was awesome. Yeah, and so and there's probably ten or fifteen videos that I recorded out there. We're thinking about doing a full series, depending on how well this goes. If people actually enjoy the insight into the darkness, like yeah. That. So, tell me. So you came from the hell, and I remember the hell that you're talking about. But for so that everybody's on the same page, you came through a breakup. You went through a breakup, and then. Tell me about your flight to Hawaii. Tell me about the flight itself. Well, so, yeah, I, I went through the breakup. Uh, got on a, got the invite by a friend to come to Hawaii. I had never been. I always wanted to know how to surf. So I got on this plane, and I just remember that first flight was just hell. It just was unreal, the amount of, like, physical pain I was going through in the heart and in the body, just as I felt my body distancing from the person that I wanted to be closest to in all the world. And mm. so... The next flight was slightly easier. The third flight, the one that actually crossed the water, was uncomfortable, but only because I was in a ter terrible seat. But uh, other, other than that, um, it got easier, kind of like repetition in time, you know. Yeah, and then uh, from the video that I watched or listened to, you landed, you got to the place, you couldn't sleep on the first day, you already had a timer set because you had priorities for yourself. That was one of the key things I took away. Even though your heart had been ripped out and... It was in a bad space. You were still, you still had to provide. Yeah, yeah. I think I did say that in the video. Uh, despite all of that, they think first things I'm gonna do is take care of my fitness, take care of my body, take care of my work, and then take care of the people that I'm are responsible to me or so, that I'm responsible for. Yeah. So it's like your heart took last place. Yeah. And then after all that's said and done, then I'll figure out what I'll do about this hole in my chest. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the type of person you go. We've known each other since we were 18, 19 years old. And you as a generator, who you are as a person, it was always putting everybody else before yourself. But I mean, in the grand scheme of things, that's, you know, that's a man. That's what you're supposed to do anyway. You know, uh, the house can burn down. It's like I could sit here and look at the photos that are burning to the ground, but eventually I have to put a roof back over my family's head, right? Yeah. So you have to get back on it. 
So yeah, that I didn't realize that was what masculinity was. I didn't realize, which is kind of interesting looking back now because I'm such a different person, but looking back, uh, I just always saw myself as a bitch, honestly. <laughs> I was just like, look at this sissy. But um, those, those things that I, that I said are actually what you should be doing Correct. when you go through hell. And Correct. it took me, I didn't just click it, it was the next day. That was me probably three months into the process when I finally was like, I just need to get some fresh air. I think that happened in July, maybe, and the breakup was in March. So mm -hmm. that, that was the time there was a lot of whiskey involved and a lot of tears and you know, there was the Bible in there and places, stuff yeah. like that. So the thing you kept mentioning was uh, the most toxic thing in the entire relationship was alcohol. You said that probably three times. I didn't say that. It was actually prior to my drinking. I said the, the statement was, we were toxic but so is alcohol. It was before I was a big drinker, uh, but it was just the thing that people keep looking at relationships and saying, well, it's toxic, this, that, and that's bad, that's negative, but we accept toxic in our lives in so many different ways besides a partner. Yep. It doesn't make it the end of the world, and if anything is worth going through toxic, it would be love. Not to, you know, kind of sweep under the rug when people are toxic, but just don't make that what you focus on, because you can, you can find anything if you look hard enough, you yeah. know. I agree. And it's something that I want to make another podcast episode about. And it's something I want to do with some of the reels. To, uh, we take these key coin terms and we use those things as like, this was the reason for this, you know, um, he was toxic or this was toxic or this person was a gaslighter. And it's, you can identify like problems somewhere, but at some point it's instead of just uh, with all the labels and everything, can you just call things what it is and, and have a conversation about it? We're gonna fail in relationships. That's for sure. That's the nature of humans when you put them together. Um, Another key thing that you talked about was uh, why do people, and I think we can probably run on for a while, I know you're short on time, but why do people erase memories instead of processing them? Um, why? There could be many reasons, traumas uh, for, you know, and, and I can't process both sides of that coin as to say, I don't think it benefits women to necessarily process the, the negative things they go through because women move forward into relationships in the future carrying negativity from the past, mm -hmm. fears and whatever. As I've always said, women will learn how to be strong and independent by dating a weak man. And then they come into a relationship with me and I'm like, well, I don't, I don't need you to be all that. It's not even your natural suit. But, um, but for men who don't process things, we can't find answers. And if you don't have answers, you can't make a plan, you can't move forward, you can't lead anybody. I agree with that. And for me, that's, I got lost in that space, exactly what you're talking about. And it's, I wasn't a man, I was still, I was a grown adult male, where instead of processing what happened in this relationship failure, it was the next skirt. Fast food, that's what it was. Everything was just fast food. You keep on eating fast food, you're gonna turn into a fast food rapper. <laughs> Yeah, I don't fully disagree with getting you to your fast food either. Um, but as long as you understand why you're doing it or what it's about. So uh, for a man to get over a woman, he's got to get under another woman or whatever, you know. But um, that's because we love women far longer than they love us. The breakups, the women, they move on. They have to. They have to let go of the past and let somebody else process and take care of them. We don't have that luxury. We have to both carry that old weight and pick up this new weight if we want to move forward. So although it's not recommended by many to, to go fast food route, 
uh, it looks different when guys do it versus when girls do it. Mm -hmm. So, well, let me ask you this: Now that you're in the space that you're at now, which is light years, the work that you've done that I've seen has been nothing short of incredible. Do you regret anything from the past or that past relationship? Yes, uh, I do regret not being man enough, basically. Um, uh, you asked me once, if she walked in the door right now, would I be able to fix it or make it work? I said, absolutely, without a doubt. And you said, what if she's the same little girl? I said, that's actually ideal that she hasn't picked up any new baggage, you know, because mm. I know now what I could have done to fix that relationship, to fix my past marriage, anything. I'm the man now that can, can handle those relationships. And looking in the future and knowing that, like, I gauge women off of, the high points, right? So I've probably met five or six better women than her, but I didn't like them as much as I like her. I haven't met anybody I like. Well, I did meet one girl since that I've liked as much as I like her mm. or liked her. And so, yeah, I'm just, the, I would rather just not have to deal with all this and be able to just Take this knowledge and put it in the past and then move forward. Yeah. It's just like you said a minute ago, like when females move out of a relationship, it's for somebody else to, you know, they don't have to process their stuff. Another guy's going to come along, he's going to take their bill. That's the way I look at a lot of things. No matter what relationship I get into with a female, she's going to come with a bill of things that guys have done to her in the past. And there's only so much work that she can do, on her, do with herself. She can understand and she can evolve and know her strength and her power, but still there are these males in the past that have caused these problems. And I, that's something I was very uh, immature about because I never knew that she was coming to me with this bill with John, Jacob, and Leon on there, you know, with the things that they've Tyrone. done to her and Tyrone, <laughs> what they've done to her in the past. Yeah, but, but now, like, coming into a relationship and she's like, these are, you know, I, I have these, these shortcomings or this is, you know, something that has happened. And it, She's not even going to say, like, this is what John did to me in the past. It's just she may have an insecurity about me looking at my phone at a certain time of the day. And it's going to trigger something. And it's my job as, as, her, as her man now to put those, that, that red ledger right. into, the, into the Which is part the of the 70-30 thing, yeah. So it's not your job to get upset that she's Correct. insecure. It's your job to smooth Correct. it over. If... She's the one that's worth it, or she's a woman that's worth it, and Who's that's worth where. And that's where I think um, a lot of women fall short. For me, when I deal with women, they want that, and I'm like, oh, you know, well, I'm not there with you. Like, I'm, I'm fine with you being insecure about this because you don't check off all the boxes I need anyway. Mm -hmm. I'm pouring more into you than you're pouring into me. So if you don't like it, you're free to go. It would save me money, save me time, save me effort. But, um, yeah, and I guess that kind of ties into where I say, like, although I've met better women than her, far better women, uh, <laughs> I have not invested in any of them like I invested in her. I, don't, I haven't liked them as much as I like her, mm -hmm. you know? And so, and so um, uh, but the, the most interesting point about what you just said, I think the, the biggest thing that we fellas need to take away from is that maturity point of to say, she brings her bill to you. That's what women do. Men take the bill. It's not the other way around. Correct. Guys who come into these relationships looking for a partner that can help them to process through their pain and their past are, because in the nature of it, we are bigger beings. 
spiritually, physically, emotionally, we're bigger than them. We need to be able to encompass them, envelope them and what they're going through. Now, if you put the, the weight of what you go through on your partner, maybe even just as a sample taster, that's one thing. But like if you fully need to put your weight on your partner, it's probably crush her. And she wouldn't know how to process that. She still hadn't figured out how to process her own weight, let alone, you know, taking your weight onto it. Mm. So it could be too much to bear. And she won't even know how to put that into words for sure. So yeah. it'll be a stressor for sure. Well, I wasn't able to, like, I would put all of my stuff in, like, past relationships. I would go to her because to me it was like, we're going to be 50-50. I'm going to put all my, and obviously that didn't work out. Um, I was a weak individual who hadn't processed any of my things. And never going to say that I can never go to her with any of my problems, like future partner. I can never, you know, I'm going to go to her with problems, but I'm also, you have to come with solutions as well. If anything, you're like brainstorming with this person, but eventually you have to clean up your crap as a dude. That's for sure. Yeah, we do have to, it's just a different road. And I, and I, I sit and I talk with people about it. And I appreciate it more and more every day, the differences between men and women. The power of being masculine when you need to be, and being feminine when you need to be, it works together. It's like a fortune cookie, you know, a yin-yang or something. Speaking of, I just saw this photo of a fortune cookie where you opened it and it said, that wasn't chicken. I thought that's right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but I continue with the... Uh, <laughs> with the questions. <laughs> All right. Uh, something else you mentioned in the video, you said uh, about having skeletons in your closet prior to going into the relationship. Yeah, so another double standard between men and women is men will date women whether they're single or not. And those very women wouldn't date men the same man if he wasn't mm. it's kind of a weird thing right so it's kind of like when a guy will say hey we're gonna have an open relationship what he's really saying is you about to find out just how easy it is for your wife to get you know <laughs> uh it's not the same we don't run the same standards we can't accomplish the same numbers as women we can't attract nearly this no matter how well i put myself together i'll never be able to compete with women like that but either way so what happened was um she, she wasn't quite single or whatever, when we started dating. And I'm cool with that, you know, I'm patient, whatever. So we go through this series of our relationship where it's a secret. And then as soon as it was official, now all of a sudden things flipped and it's like, well, why don't you have more photos of me up here or there or this, why aren't you? And I'm like, well, I haven't quite adjusted to the idea that we can actually be public about this. However, I do live with you uh, <laughs> and, you are a big part of my art, you know, as you've seen, you know, like I, I, I have a three, three foot photo of you on my wall, you know, and I post it everywhere I can, you know, like I'm not ashamed or afraid of it. It's just how are we moving forward? Because mm -hmm. in the beginning of the relationship, if I would write a little status on Facebook and it was a code to you, you would have an issue. You would say, well, I don't want people to think this or that. So. I turned it off and now I got to turn it on and like it just and as a uh, as a young man, you know, I wasn't sure how to how to like flow back and forth. Like I just know how to be me. I know how to be 100 percent me, you know, mm. so 
Yeah, so there's skeletons in the closet. And taking them out of the closet and like having a dance with them. Yeah, and so, and what happened was over the time of the really, and then the, here's the thing about it. When I was, uh, when I was at that age in my life, I would do, do a lot of uh, comparisons between what she expected of me and what she was actually bringing to the table. And I would say things like, well, you're not doing this. Why do you expect me to do it? Which logically, that makes sense in a world where fairness is achievable. You want me to love you with no withholding? Then love me with no withholding. But that's not the world we live in. And I was on that bull crap about fairness and, and honesty 50, and 50-50. And yeah. that was the downfall of ever being able to make anything work with her because she would always have this comment that said why do you keep comparing me to you like are you a woman and i said that doesn't make me a woman it makes me human which technically that's true but technically she was right i was a bitch uh, <laughs> this is all you put it like i don't care what you're doing what you're bringing to the table are you doing the things i need you to do if you're doing those things the rest of it doesn't matter and for me that's only like three or four things I need from a woman. For her, that might be 15 things she needs from me. And if she doesn't do the 15 things for me, I don't care. I only need you for four things. And if you're doing that, we can keep it moving. So, what are those four things? Well, you know, you got the, you know, the looks, the loyalty, the listening and the learning. If you're doing that, I really can't complain about it. Yeah. And a lot of people, they could probably hear that and they could say, man, you just want... <laughs> And it's not necessarily because, I mean, if you dive deep in the conversation like you and I have had many of, it's not, you know, what you just described was people would say like, so you want her to be like a dog. And it's like, no. No. Because when you're learning, you're having conversations and you're growing together. That's the huge thing about it. Mm -hmm. As a leader, I'm leading you. I need to be able to listen to you. I need to be able to get your, your opinions about things. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't just lead you and not know anything. You know, it's not like you're going to be the same person today as you are in 10 years anyway. So yeah, the way well, I led you yeah, 10 years a, ago. That's a huge piece right there because a lot of guys don't understand that. I want you, like, people need to hear that. Yeah. We think that, you know, once we hit this age and you have everything, the 401ks and all this stuff, that it's like people don't change. We're, we're human beings. We change. We keep changing yeah. as time goes on. And that's something I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, people change. Big time. And there's that saying where the guy says, they asked the old man, how did he stay married so long to his wife at, you know, 60 years, whatever. He said, well, I fell in love with 49 versions of her, mm -hmm. you know, and I keep doing that. Yeah. And that's what it takes. Because uh, as you as you state all the time, women evolve. And men, we actually devolve. We mm -hmm. turn into bigger kids. Yeah. When a dude turns 60 and he buys that car, what's he getting? It's not a minivan. It's a Corvette. Like, yeah. I want the car I always had on my bedroom wall when I was a kid. Yep. You know what I mean? Like. We just want to be big boys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I think in the grand scheme of things, and something that I'm starting to like unpack and figure out now is uh, the older that women get too, they're turning into, they want to be free like children as well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, now, so that's the importance of a man to a woman is that we make an environment where they can feel yep. like a little girl. Correct. I was talking to a girl the other night I was telling her some of my stories about how I, um, how I, what I do in new cities is I get drunk and then I walk home, no Uber, usually my cell phone is dying anyway. And I was telling her when I was in Miami how I was six miles from the airport. I was drunk. I didn't have a cell phone. Well, I had a cell phone, but I didn't have data. 
And I'm just walking and I find this shopping cart and I'm carrying my, my carry-on from the airport because my flight got delayed. And in the carry-on, it's $700 worth of cigars, $10,000 worth of cameras, you know, you know, and a toothbrush and some drawers, you know. Like, <laughs> but I'm walking down the street looking like a homeless person, and then I see this shopping cart. I'm like, well, that's much more convenient to carry a suitcase. <laughs> so you officially turn it and gotcha. And so I'm pushing this shopping cart <laughs> down the streets of Miami, headed towards the airport, and I come to this realization, damn it, you can't walk to the airport here. There's no sidewalks. I'm going to have to find a place to sleep. And so I get to this McDonald's and I'm like, I'll sleep here in this bus stop. And I slept in the bus stop. And I did it knowing that if I go 10, 10 yards back to McDonald's, the Wi-Fi is on, I can order Uber. But I wouldn't get the full experience if I went to the airport tonight. So I slept in the bus, not the bus station, the bus covering, the one on the street. I slept there. And then when I woke up, I walked to the back got an Uber and went to the airport. <laughs> it's like a three minute Uber ride. You know, I'm right there. I can see the airport. I just yeah. can't walk to it. So, um, but yeah, she said, you know, women, we could never do that. I said, no, you can't. She said, you, there's such an advantage to men. I said, I think women have other advantages, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, we just do different things. But that, what I build for a woman is the ability to be able to walk down the street. Correct. Run jog whatever like yeah. with me there with you you can do all the things you want to do yep or with me within earshot you know which seems kind of stupid in this world but this is a world full of meek weak men yeah and who made them weak is irrelevant yeah. but they are weak they are weak right and uh, and they have uh weak men they have these ideas they have these they think they have the right to this and they think they're entitled to that and they think they deserve this and those are not words that men use mm. so you have to be careful because they take. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually in the notes that I have for one of the next reels. It's about deserved and earned and oh, these yeah. definitions, and it's huge. But it's very uh, misconstrued right now today. Right. But yeah, and if you do enough work as a man, it's not on impulse that you go and you just, you know what, I want to buy this Corvette. And it's like, why do you want to buy that Corvette? And then if you have your woman next to you, she could see that little boy inside of you as much as you see in her and yeah. that's when the good conversations happen and that's when you're dancing barefoot in the backyard and all those little things yeah it's simple simple it's also simple so what was that last thing you had you had something else on there you was going to ask me i remember you're on the yeah. back side right the back side what all was right. that <clears throat> going through everything that you talked about in that video you process the pain to understand a bigger picture, not just of yourself, but of the world today, people, uh, my son, your daughter, kids. And he said, no matter what, I want her, the ex-girlfriend, to be better, no matter the circumstances, with or without me. And that was huge to me. Because it was no longer just about you. It was about something way bigger than you. Yeah. Yeah, um, maybe that's how it's always been for me. I don't ever think I got all the answers. I don't ever think I'm the solution to mm -hmm. everything, but I have some skills. I'm useful in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. But if anything, if I can just ensure that you're happy, you're better, you're doing good, mm -hmm. yeah, um, then I'm good with it because you, 
That's the nature of loving. It's a, it's a one-way street. It doesn't benefit me to love you. If it does, then it's got something dark in it. A pure love is purely a one-way street. It's purely giving. It's purely pushing. And so uh, that's just where I've always been with it. That's one thing that I got figured out is what, what it means to love somebody. And it's got nothing to do with me. Yeah, that's beautiful. All right, everybody. We appreciate you tuning in. Uh, and we'll see how this goes. Just a reminder to everybody, the, uh, the You Matter boxes. I know Fred made a lot of plugs in there about You Matter. Everybody does matter. You Matter boxes are officially here. And we're looking to uh, spread the love with everybody. So have an awesome day. Deuces. <laughs>